Welcome to the Numbers Game. I'm Jason. I'm here with Nick and Marty. How are we going today, guys? Going well, Jace. Feeling good. The economy's teetering, teetering. Less people in the uh, cafes, less sales happening. Like we always talk about, where there's crisis, there's opportunity. So we're looking forward to talking about that today. But feeling great. Nick, how are you, my friend? I'm feeling good too. Yeah, look, it's a little bit of crisis, but we don't need to worry about that because um, the rain and horn local real estate agents are all across your financial stability and long-term security. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. Have we got insurance on this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Nick, you were fired up. I think we should probably go straight into that and absolutely let you blow off some steam. Crisis. Um, What has got you so fired up? What has happened? Look, firstly, we've got no issues with insurance because um, (laughs) let's not forget how these people generate revenue. They walk the streets and put a letter in a letterbox so we, we're talking about insurance <coughs> agents chasing coffins here aren't we no 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 so this is a found this on twitter um so this is a a letter from a rain and horn agent that's i won't mention names it's also scribbled out so whoever put it on twitter was good enough to do that but this is obviously a letter drop so for those unfamiliar with real estate agents which you would not be but <laughs> i'm sure everyone's got a letter in their mailbox saying you know i just sold house number six on the, in the same street and it went for this you should sell so anyway you get those letters you go oh, yeah, that's fair enough that's great information but imagine if you got this one from rain and horn in bold up the top an urgent message dear homeowner i'm reaching out to you today with a message that i believe is crucial so the words that are bolded i'm going to say a little bit louder uh, i believe is crucial for anyone who owns a home or an investment property The mortgage cliff that is looming over us is not just a news headline. It is real and it's immediate threat to your financial stability and security. Over 800,000 loans will be transitioning from fixed to variable rates, many as low as 1.89 from June to August of this year. This means in most cases, the interest rate on your mortgage could increase to a staggering 6.5%. This could have a devastating impact on your monthly repayments and ability to maintain your current lifestyle. Now, remember, this is the local real estate agent that's writing this to the homeowner that they do not know. This is not a small, in bold, this is not a small problem that can be brushed under the rug. We are talking about a half a trillion dollars in loans that will be affected by this change. The impact on the real estate market will be substantial and those who want, those who want to wait to sell until the market is saturated will be at a significant disadvantage. In bold, I urge you to take action now and consider selling your property before the mortgage cliff hits. The current market conditions are favourable and you can sell your property in isolation and actually potentially avoid the stress and uncertainty that comes along with waiting. As a real estate agent with years of experience, I'm uniquely positioned to help you navigate this complex and rapidly changing market. I can evaluate with insights, rah, rah, rah. The last one. Don't wait until it's too late. Act now to, pr- to protect your investment and secure your financial stability. If you have any questions, give me a call, rah, rah, rah. Well, they would be licensed in the financial services. What I an absolute think. joke. <laughs> like, seriously, the amount of things that we've got to do as financial planners and as mortgage brokers to you know give people advice and whatnot... To think that a real estate agent can put a fear-mongering letter out like that. Very poor. With yeah. one one intention, which is to get another sale and another commission, is just a joke. So that that's actually blowing up on Twitter. People have probably seen it because it'd be a week or so down the path when people listen to this. 
Um, I'll put it up on LinkedIn, but it's just very frustrating. Very frustrating. Anything fear-mongering where you're putting fear into people and trying mm. to get them to sell, you know, thinking about the flow and effect from that, there's also a rental crisis where rental affordability is the worst it's ever been and people are struggling to get rental properties. Yep. So what are we going to do? Sell sell the homes and have people, you know, The underlying not message of that like, letter was you have to sell your home or you're stuffed. Yeah. That's the underlying message. Now, no... No idea of what the person's circumstances are. What if you own that home outright and mm. you don't need to sell anything? Like that's, It's just very frustrating that those letters are allowed to be sent. Well, two, two points. One, I love the inflections of the bold writing that yes. it just yes. went well up all read. Well that was if, if you're not impressed by that, you're not impressed by anything. But secondly, like you said, you know, to have a professional by your side mm. to show you the stability you potentially have mm. would be a much better um, situation to explore, I would think, than that. But that is uh, unbelievable. But the fact it's blowing up on Twitter, they've probably got the desire, maybe, mm. of what they were looking for. Yeah. Which Speak, is, <laughs> speaking of professionals, it's a very good segue into the fact that this Reading the Play episode is brought to us by the great professional team at Innovate. So if you are after any financial advice and, you know, a review of your mortgage to make sure you're not falling off this mortgage cliff from, you know, your 2% to your 6.5%, and if you do want some, you know, some security and some advice around your financial stability – innovate.com.au that's i-n-o-v-a-y-t for innovate if you uh, are not aware of that yet go and check it out and uh, reach out to the team and have a review get in touch those professionals will help you unlike no mail drops from innovate i assume as well so uh, not yet, not uh, yet. We, we've talked about previous episodes about being flexible but uh, not ignorant no, well that's so. it <laughs> marty i'm uh, excited by this one i think we're coining it one person's uh, crisis is another person's opportunity. Yeah, well, talk to us. Well, going in, I mean that that type of marketing that Nick just talked about there. Businesses are obviously struggling a lot more than they were over the last couple of years. And uh, I was looking through an article where they say there's a serious red flag where insolvency experts are seeing a collapse in 2023 on businesses, and it's up around double what it usually is in mm. you know just the cycle of business. And um, and I'm hearing this around the traps and like there's a lot of data here like I was I'll read you a couple of things here you know you know restructuring specialists are facing bigger workloads with businesses bearing the brunt of a stinging financial hangover hitting mm. in the early months of 2023 of higher mortgage repayments lower disposable income um, larger expenses and it's yeah you know, it's obviously all these cost energy bills and are taking are taking their toll now like i said there are still very very good businesses doing exceptionally mm. well um, and what i would come back to is that it's a great time that if your business is in a position of strength to consider an acquisition mm -hmm. because there's been very good businesses that might have been traveling okay um, through the COVID period. They had incentives from the government. Um, they were cashed up doing okay. But they've just, you know, they just haven't been able to get the momentum out of COVID. They haven't got the stimulus there. And people could be in a position where they're just tired and they're ready to move on as well. So you're getting people that have been in their businesses for 10, 15 years. They're at that point where they're thinking about what their next move is. And there's a lot of like dynamic businesses out there that are thinking about, okay, well, how do I grow in this type of market? If sales momentum is not there and it's not mm. aggressive, how can I potentially take that leap and grow my business? And 
acquisition could be a good thing to consider. And if you've got someone that, like, let's say you've got a 20% profit margin, let's say you're turning over, I'll keep it simple, but let's say a million bucks turnover, 20% making 200 profit, and you find a business that's got 5% profit margin at 50,000 turning over a million dollars, um, then you might look at that opportunity and say, we've got efficiencies that we can mm. we can actually amplify the value of that business we're taking on. We don't need all their personnel. We might take their key personnel and um, we can bring that in and create that into a 20% margin, you know, leveraging our infrastructure and efficiencies. So you get competitive strength, um, you get a higher value ultimately, and it wouldn't take much because you know the business, you know the industry, mm to then you know amplify that opportunity for yourself and yeah, it's it's not to be it's not to be negative i feel bad for people that aren't doing as well as they want to do but there's legitimately a win-win because some people have just had enough you know they've been through enough they don't want to go through another two three years of what's going on so it certainly could be a win for all parties as well but that's just yeah that's just something to consider i think the challenge is with a lot of businesses is they're not thinking about this stuff and I think most people would be sitting back going, yeah, that's great, but geez, I'm not in the position to do it. And yeah. It's the same with the share market, you know. When the share market's down, that's the time you should be getting in, but no one seems to be in a position to do it. And by being in a position um, for both circumstances or both examples I'm talking about being cashed up, right? So I think as a business owner, if you're someone that is interested in acquisitions, then you need to make sure that you're constantly ready to take an opportunity if it if it does exist or present itself because it's going to present itself in the next 12 months. Um, I love how you said dynamic as well. But um, I also liked how you brought the efficiencies up because in a lot of circumstances, if the business is not working, it's going to be because they're inefficient. Correct. They're not running the business right, which is why they're not making the money, which is why they're insolvent or which is why they're... Um, going into liquidation or whatever they might be doing. Or to your point, they might just be tired and mm. haven't had the ability to, to be dynamic and make changes where they had to purely because they were tired and couldn't be bothered. So I love the efficiencies piece and, and knowing that, geez, there's a business that doesn't work. All I've got to do is bring it into our ecosystem and it's going to work. We yeah. might make two times, three times what they've been making. So that's the key for me. But being in a position you always need to make sure you're in that position you know i've been guilty of this most people are guilty of this but if you are thinking of acquisitions make sure you're always ready to go because you don't know when these opportunities are going to come up and i would suggest that most businesses in the past three or four years have pumped all their money into growth because mm -hmm. money's been cheap they've been growing their businesses most businesses won't be in a position to take an, an, an acquisition on over the next 12 or 18 months because it's all been about growth and we've been in such a good you know, business environment. So that's probably the one thing I'd take away is you've yeah. got to always be ready to go. And the tax office is coming too. So I think that's yep. that's another area as well. Big time. Yeah. And I think, like I said, and I think you've got business owners and particularly around my age that are more and older, intuitive business owners. Mm. So when you talk about efficiency, it's not how they've built their business. They didn't need to build it as efficient as it is now with tech and all the new mm. modern um, you know, modern things coming out. You know, it's been developed through relationship, word of mouth, and it's they're very, very good businesses and they're very sticky businesses. And people either gotta make that, you know, that that adjustment 
to you know coming mm. up with the times or they got to look for solutions for themselves and they're thinking oh well this this might be the time i have had enough and so when you talk about those and it's a different level of sophistication when people are coming in with those efficiencies it's there's more corporate mm. jargon around those types of people don't necessarily like that but they can see you know they can see really the value add they can bring to that opportunity and create a win-win but for them also they're looking at not only short term and taking the opportunity but what could that business be worth in one three mm -hmm. five years as they continue to compound it because otherwise they just got those incremental sales happening and they're doing well but it could be a way to leapfrog value in a challenging time but like nick says you've got to be in that position for when that opportunity arises to take it it's a really important point yeah. jace what do you see you're in the oh heaps front. my brain's going where do i start where do i finish with this like we've probably been approached for more business valuations than ever before in more recent times and whether that's people gearing up to sell or gearing up to buy or have people buy in to raise capital and kind of get ready for these kind of things so um I think the, the opportunity or what this article, you know, is kind of flagging for me is if you are looking at acquiring, if you want to be in a position to pick up, you know, somebody else's business on the cheap or, or you know, rescue something, you also need to be organized. You touched on that, Nick. You probably need to start talking to business brokers and creating networks in this area because it's not just going to happen by accident. So it needs to be part of your deliberate strategy on a page, strategic plan, long-term goals. You know, at Future, we, we'd never anticipated, you know, buying another business or buying another accounting firm. We'd always just went, we're going to grow organically. We're three years into a five-year plan and now that flexibility is coming in where we're going, oh, actually, there's the potential that we could actually look at this one day and bring on not just a book of fees, but some brains and some people that worked at those businesses that want to come and join something and be part of the, the journey. On the insolvency side, when you've got a business that's you know doing it tough, there was an example in one of the articles I found there was a law firm that was going under owing 600 grand in debt. Now, the fundamentals of that law firm is they're going to have a book of clients and they're going to have some lawyers that probably still want to have a job. So if another law firm comes along to that liquidator because they've inquired in the networks, they've got a buyer's agent who's working for them or a business broker, and that insolvency specialist needs to offload whatever assets they can at whatever price they can get for it, all of a sudden you might be getting a really cheap acquisition where you've got the website, the lead gen, a book of fees, and a couple of lawyers who can tack on to your existing law firm, if that's what you know, you're looking for. We've seen um, cafes and restaurants where, you know, again, post-COVID, job keepers dried up, all the funds have stopped. So you've got these businesses that are looking at a very difficult up-and-coming market with, you know, rising interest rates and low disposable incomes of people going out to, you know, buy coffees and buy food. But if they're already running one cafe or restaurant, economies of scale, they can share some staff and grow their footprint. And if they've got a good model that's working, and they can do it again. Some people are happy just to hand over the lease of their existing cafe or restaurant and walk away and go, I need to be out of this stressful environment. I, mm. I've built a client base. I've got customers coming in, but I just can't get it to run as efficiently as I need to. Mm. Same thing, opportunity. Opportunity to make what is somebody else's crisis your opportunity. Now, again, it doesn't just happen by accident. 
you know, if this is going to be something that you think might be part of your strategy, and that's not to say you have to buy it from an insolvency specialist who's wrapping up businesses, but this is what triggered the brain to go in that area. The other side of it, I mean, look, that's the opportunity there is there could be like 12,000 businesses that get liquidated compared to the four or 5,000 that were happening during COVID because people were propped up. Um, some of the other examples were uh, Scott's Refrigeration. They they laid off 1,200 staff and then went into liquidation. Uh, Atlassian laid off 500 staff. You've got a lot of businesses that, you know, uh, uh, and bi- how many bloody uh, builders have you seen gone mm. into liquidation because mm. they can't, you know, keep up with the cost of materials and the demand on staff. So it, it's going to be an interesting little market moving forward. And the other side of that, as you said, the ATO is coming. So I look at the other part of this is if you are one of these business owners in a situation where you are sitting on a bit of ATO debt and you do think you are struggling and you can't see a light at the end of the tunnel, don't bury your head in the sand. I'm sure we've said it a million times you know, on the podcast and I've said it to our clients at, at Future as well. Do not bury your head in the sand. Mm. Like that ATO debt won't go away. They're not just going to forget about it. You need to address it and confront it head on and put a plan in place or you'll end up, and look, sometimes even putting the plan in place is to speak to an insolvency specialist. You know, I think, you know, it was 50 something episodes ago sitting in this room around episode 50 or 51, we talked about the small business restructure how going through a formal process, you might have $400,000 worth of ATO debt, but through a small business restructure, you may be able to propose for your business to survive and have a chance of keeping your employees and keeping your business going. You might put forward a proposal through an insolvency specialist to pay $40,000 and you'll pay $4,000 a month over 10 months. And that's what will allow your business to survive. Now the ATO gets a choice. They either go, no, and your business goes under and all your team lose their job, or they come to the party and go, you know what? We'd rather give you the chance to live to see another day. We're going to wipe the 360, take your payment plan of 10 times four, and happy days, you live to see another day. Mm. It's a very underutilized Mm. tool that's available at the moment. I think at that time, there was about 50 done in the country, and that's about a year ago, maybe not, maybe half a year to a year ago. There's now only 80 done in the country a year later. So there's, com- so there's complexities and you've got to work with people who know what they're doing and that's not an upsell to say, give me a call and whatever. But, you know, again, I care. The couple of clients who have helped go through this, uh, there's the weight off their shoulder. They're, they're, they're relieved of this stress of the big ATO debt hanging over their head that happened due to just shit circumstances through COVID and other things going on. But if that sounds like you and you've got this stress on your shoulder, we're dealing with a new client coming on now and... Their accountant, unfortunately, hasn't been in a position to help them. They've got behind on their ATO payments. They've got behind on their super payments. And it's touch and go. Like I've had to say to them, hey, you may not make it out of this alive, but I'm going to work damn hard to get you through to the other side if we can. But on standby, maybe a phone call to an insolvency specialist. So again, crises and opportunities. So Yeah, and, that, and that's what I, yeah, it's brilliantly said. And that's why people need professionals around mm. them and good people around them like yourself, Jace. But it's... Um, I always think, yeah, be careful if you are doing an acquisition that you are actually buying an opportunity where your capabilities are there to amplify that opportunity and you're not buying a headache or a toxic headache where, you know, because again, if it's a toxic culture you're buying, because the numbers are one thing, 
it could infiltrate your own culture as well. So you have to be really careful and really do your due diligence in making sure mm-hmm. it's the right type of business to buy that not only adds to the financial position, but is a value add to the people in the business as well. Because I've seen that occur and um, that can be very damaging as well. So yeah. make sure. Yeah. And you have to be experienced with that. So the other thing is you need experience. And if you don't have experience, get someone to help you. But it's not easy bringing people in so to your point if it's a if you're bringing an existing team in you need to know how Mm. to make that work because it's not easy it's change management if you don't understand change management then get some expert advice but there needs to be a a step-by-step process if you're bringing another team into your team and you need to understand where some of the risks are you need to understand who do you need in your business championing that that transition because it can all unravel you know what employees and humans alike uh, yep. can all unravel really quickly when it may or may not have needed to so yeah and don't whenever you hear someone say oh it's a good bolt-on danger mm. it's an integration mm. into your own culture so you mm. need to have a strategy and a plan just like nick says to make sure that's going to be systemic and ecological for the bigger picture of your business as well but that's a that's a dangerous thing small business owners sometimes do and yeah one one bit of poison in the water everyone uh, everyone dies yeah. so not good uh, well thank you for listening to this episode of the numbers game once again if you've liked what you've heard or think any of your, some any of the people in your network can get some value out of this give us a like give us a share tell your friends and family and uh, until next time sell up buy in game over <laughs> <laughs>